Welcome, welcome to our show. It's a great, great pleasure to have our first episode. It's our first episode in Thriving with Dr. Nombeko. It's our first show. There's so much to talk about. There's so much to talk about. I'm so looking forward to this show. I have been planning this first episode for some time thinking about all the wonderful things we're going to be discussing today and the fact that it's youth month is exciting so as you know in this show we talk about self-improvement for young and old alike we discuss ways to improve our lives. How do we move forward? How do we make ourselves better in every way possible? We also are very spiritually centered because we believe that God is the foundation of everything that we do. In everything that we do, God comes first. It is June uh, month, the month of youth. It is appropriate that we reflect on the role and the legacy of the gallant youth of 1976. 45 years ago, the youth of 1976 changed the trajectory of our country in numerous ways. So we're going to reflect on that and consider what it is that young people of today can learn and take forward. love reading we love reading autobiographies of others we love reading memoirs because we believe that there is value in learning from the hindsight of those who have walked a path before us we can gain some wisdom we can be wiser we can be smarter we can learn from the benefit of their hindsight and so in the coming weeks and months we're going to be reading quite a number of memoirs and autobiographies that we think will be valuable to young people as they impart lessons, they impart wisdom, they impart certain values. And so I hope you will look forward to engaging with me on that in reading those wonderful books.
In today's episode, we will read from the book of John, chapter 16, verse 33. The book of John, chapter 16, verse 33. I have told you these things, so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. I have told you these things, so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. On the cross, Jesus Christ overcame the world because he died and was risen on the third day, the greatest triumph of Christianity against the world and evil. Therefore, we know that because he has overcome, it is a fact that we will overcome. We will overcome. We must believe that we can and we will overcome life challenges. We will triumph. Because Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, overcame the world, we will cross the river Jordans in our lives. We will climb the highest mountains. We will reach the highest mountain top. There is nothing that we cannot do. Therefore, we will rise above our present challenges. They may seem insurmountable, even impossible. But with God, everything is possible. Our present problems are of the world. And the scriptures tell us that the Son of God has overcome the world so that we can be victorious over all life's challenges in whatever form or shape. Through him, we are more than conquerors. And therefore, we are not anxious. We are not afraid of what tomorrow may bring because we have hope. We know that because he has triumphed, we will also triumph. God will make a way. God will give us the strength to rise above our current challenges, our present problems. Because our present problems are nothing compared to what will be revealed in us, compared to the glory that will be revealed in us. Because we are more than conquerors through Jesus Christ. We will overcome whatever problem. It may seem impossible. It may seem insurmountable. It may seem as if there's no tomorrow. It may seem as if there is no solution. But God has a plan. He has a plan for our lives. He is moving moving things as we speak. He's arranging, rearranging the universe, rearranging things so that everything ultimately works for our own good. We must know that things will work for our own good. We will overcome. John 16 verse 33, Jesus Christ says that. He knows that. He is aware that in this world, we will have trouble 
And that is a certainty. We will have trouble. We will have challenges. We will have upheavals in our lives. We will have Jordans, river Jordans that we have to cross. But through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, we will cross those, those rivers. We will climb the highest mountains. He said, we must take heart. We must be of cheerful character because he has overcome the world. If he has overcome the world, then we are already victors. We are victorious, we are winners. We are more than conquerors already because he has overcome the world. He died on the cross and he overcame death. On the third day, he rose from the grave. Therefore, he was the first overcomer. Through the blood of Jesus Christ today, as we live our lives today, we are conquerors. We will win. We will overcome. Because he has overcome. Nobody said it's going to be easy. No one says it's going to be easy. It is never going to be easy. Our lives are a constant striving. But we have to surrender. We have to surrender to a higher power. A power that is omnipresent, is omniscient. A, a power that knows no boundaries, that knows no limitations. We need to be still. To be still and know that God is a living God. If you look at Psalm 46 verse 10, Psalm 46 verse 10 tells us that our God is present, an ever-present God. And he has told us that we need to be still and know that he is God. So in the midst of it all, we need to be still and we need to know that everything, absolutely everything, is working out for our own good. The universe is being rearranged. Things are being moved around so that we may reach our greatest good. We have to surrender to him because he cares. We have to trust in him that he is a living God. He is present. He sees our present sufferings and that when the time is right, he will, he will lift us up again and put us on a higher place. So we have to be still and to know that ultimately everything is going to work out for our own good. Everything is going to work out for our own good. God is at work. The Holy Spirit is at work. Rearranging our lives in ways that we do not even understand. We have to believe. We have to surrender. And we have to let the Holy Spirit, through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, take charge. The Holy Spirit will lead us. He will tell us what to do. He will lead us. And so our present sufferings now are nothing compared to the glory that will be revealed in us. And we must know that our greatest good is on the way. 
nothing, absolutely nothing that we have done or we have achieved up to now is even comparable to what lies ahead. There's so much more that God has in plan for us. And so we will triumph. We will overcome. We will be still and wait upon the Lord because he has overcome and therefore we will overcome as well. May the Lord bless the reading of his scripture.
are winners, we are resilient, we are determined, we win all the time, we are successful. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining us. You're speaking to Dr. Nombeko. You are in thriving with Dr. Nombeko. Thank you so much for joining us. And we have so much to discuss still. Stay with us. the youth of 1976 we owe our liberation to the role they play in our democracy and those who sacrifice their lives so that we can be free today we celebrate them welcome to striving with dr nombeko welcome i hope you're enjoying the show thank you for joining us again it's our premiere episode in june 2021 <laughs> Siabuza mdumchaba wena wenza ningo bako ubomi. Uluchali kwa 1976, lusiboni sile,
Nam the Om Chango twenty twenty one, Litini Ella Co Igalelo, Ozaulenza, Oganyolenzileo, Ukupegisa, Umzansi Africa, Pambil. It has been 45 years since those gallant youth of yesterday rebelled against injustice in Soweto. This, of course, set off a similar spirit of rebellion in all corners of the country. Indeed, by taking a stand and refusing an inferior education, the class of 1976 set off a chain of events that will be forever ingrained in history and the trajectory of our democracy to this day. In the context of the brutal and oppressive government of the day, indeed, the students were incredibly brave and fearless. We know that on June 16, 1976, many young people lost their lives. Many were maimed, many were forcefully arrested, and others went underground in hiding from the apartheid forces, whilst others crossed the borders into exile. Indeed, we salute them. Forty-five years later, as President Ramaphosa pointed out in his 2021 Youth Day message, South Africa is considerably a much better place than it was in 1976. Today's generation of young people have a far different reality than their parents and grandparents, some of whom were students of that era. We all agree that political freedom has not resulted in economic freedom, if more than 60% of young people in South Africa today are unemployed. The situation is grim and unsustainable. Clearly, South Africa has not ripped the youth dividend. The country has not fully capitalized on the innovativeness, energy, ideas and creativity of young people. Imagine if every young person who wanted to work actually did find work. Every young entrepreneur who actively wanted to pursue an enterprise actually was doing just that. Those with ideas and talent were in spaces where their creativity and resourcefulness could be unleashed, were actually 
doing just that, where will South Africa be? Just imagine. Imagine where South Africa's economic growth trajectory could be if our economy was truly, truly inclusive. So I am firmly of the view that until we reap the youth dividend and leverage the contribution that the youth can make in our economy, we will continue with pedestrian economic growth. This is because our economy is simply not performing at equilibrium. If a massive labor capital and intellectual capital of a large section of our population remains untapped, there is unused capacity in our economy. We are simply not efficient as a country in using our human capital. Because that human capital could propel the economy to greater heights. We know that our population is clearly youthful. We have a youthful population. And if large sections of the populations are not economically active, then certainly our future as a country is not secure. In his Youth Day address, clearly, the president appreciated these dynamics as he unveiled and a number of interventions that government is pursuing to address youth unemployment. We want to understand, though, what exactly are these initiatives? How do they work and how accessible are they to the average unemployed young person? So in our next episode, we will unpack this, understand what they are, how do young people access them, and basically get a full briefing on what these initiatives are and how do young people get to know about them, benefit from them, and leverage them. So do not miss our next episode as we'll unpack these initiatives, including how you, as a young person at home, can access this and understand how they work.
You are listening to Thriving with Dr. Nombeko. Welcome to our show. As a young person in 2021 today, what is your role? What are you going to do to move South Africa forward? The youth of 1976 have done their incredible roles They've played their part in our democracy. What are you going to do as a young person in 2021 to contribute to the development and the forward movement of our country? What are you going to do as a young person to contribute to the development of our country? And so it gives me an incredible pleasure to announce that in our next episode, we will read Justice Dikhang Moseneke's biography, My Own Liberator. Dikhang Moseneke, My Own Liberator. It is a winner of the South African Literary Award for Creative Nonfiction. Over 15,000 copies have been sold, and the book is published by Penn Macmillan, South Africa. It's an incredible book, an exciting book to read in our initial episode next week as well. Please get a copy of the book by Dikhang Moseneke, My Own Liberator. The book has been hailed as a fascinating account of the liberation struggle of Judge Moseneke's trajectory as a young man who was incarcerated in prison in 1963 at the tender age of 15. In prison, Judge Moseneke educated himself and he carved his own liberation until he was an attorney in our post-apartheid South Africa and he finally became a deputy chief justice at the Constitutional Court. Judge Moseneke is certainly someone that the youth of today can learn from. Until next time, stay blessed.